0: Tommy Stokes here back Friday August 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 4th I did that last time too I'm here with Chris Schubert who is my sidekick he's here to make sure that I actually do this twice a week He's here to fact-check me and tell me how to pronounce names when I look confused. And, yeah, what was the other thing you heard? I'm about?
1: also here to make you look smarter, which yes, the third
0: thing. Yes, you are here to make me look smarter, which I must say you do a very good job of because your baseball takes are terrible.
1: Yeah, this is the second time we're recording this intro, so I'm glad you rehearsed your lines for the right. second time.
0: So, we're going to bring on John Heyman here in a minute, but first... Um, I'm starting with Justin Verlander to the Brewers is something that I think needs to happen. I think it's, it's for the Brewers, there's no risk. You're taking on, even if you take on a huge part of his contract, Justin Verlander is owed $56 million over the next two years. He has a uh, vesting option for a third year worth $22 million if he finishes top five in Cy Young voting. So I think you really have to just look at those two years at twenty-eight million a year, yes, that is a lot for Justin Verlander, but if you're the Brewers, what else are you spending your money on? You had an opening day payroll of sixty-three million, all you have next year is Eric Thames making five million, you have Ryan Braun making twenty million, everybody else is team control or arbitration. So you gotta spend money somewhere, or you at least should spend money somewhere, especially when you're competing in, and you are competing. They're a game and a half back of the Cubs. No matter if it feels like 5.5, if it feels like the Cubs are just super talented, they can't be caught, they're just eventually going to pull away. Well, they haven't. So go improve your starting rotation where you have, you have Matt Garza, you have Zach Davies. Uh, Chase Anderson has been hurt. Um, there's somebody else that I'm missing that's been pretty good.
1: In their rotation?
0: Yeah. I'll work on it thanks um i mean brent Suter has gotten seven starts i believe but they, they use 10 starts all year verlander gives you 200 guaranteed innings he gives you somebody that you can trust to go out and, and give yourself a chance to win and i don't know that beyond the top three and once chris gives me the third name that i'm forgetting what
1: were, the, what were the names you mentioned Mac garza okay
0: Uh, He just came off the DL, Zach Davies. Who's my third one? Did you say Jimmy Nelson? Jimmy Nelson. He's the third one. That outside of those three, there's really nobody that they've been able to consistently count on. When you're in the pennant race, and again, the Brewers are, having a Justin Verlander is huge not only on the field but, I think, off the field. You heard Dallas Keuchel talk about how disappointed he was that the Astros didn't make a move. Think about the boost that the Brewers would get when they see their front office go out and bring in a Justin Verlander. Now, the problem is, A, Verlander has 10 rights, so he can say, no, I don't want to go to Milwaukee. His right, he's earned it. Um, if he doesn't want to do that, that's fine. I think he should consider it because you're going to a team that's winning, to a team that looks like it can compete the next two years of his contract. If they don't compete, they're still a team that can trade him to a contender. Um, you know, he's not very far from... Detroit, you're talking about five hours. You're talking about an hour from Chicago. I don't know if that makes a difference or not, but it can't hurt. And if you're Detroit, you have to start your rebuild somewhere. And I know that they have this envision of we need this huge package back for Verlander, but you have to be realistic about it. And I know that everybody made a big deal. Oh, they wanted Ian Happ or Javi Baez from the Cubs. Well, every trade, the majority of trades start out with some insane asking price. It makes no sense to to start low you got to start high i guess that's how negotiating works so i wouldn't be turned off by that if you're the brewers and you have to pay them a ton of money fine if you pay them some money and give away a a middle prospect i still think it's worth it it's part of the culture building that's going on there It, it helps not only for the next two years it helps beyond that as you build these these guys into to winners um in this environment tell me why i'm wrong So, you and I had
1: this argument yesterday, and I made my case. And I want to clarify that I don't think you're entirely wrong, but I think I would go in a different direction than you. All right? So, here's I'm not not trying to backtrack. I'm just saying that I I understand where you're coming from, but I, I think they should go in a different direction. Here's why. Because would you not agree that the Brewers had some good fortune to get to where they're at right now in the season? Like what? Like the fact that Eric Thames lit the world on fire throughout the first you know, two months of the season. Helped them get off to a good start. What if he's good?
0: He doesn't have to be as good as that first month. He can be as good as he's been throughout the rest of the season.
1: He's been okay throughout the rest of the season. He's not been what he was the first two months of the season. So they got that. They had the Cubs have a really bad first half of the year with a roster that is much better than anything the Brewers can put together right now. Do you agree with that?
0: Talent-wise, the Cubs have a better roster, yes. yes.
1: Okay. So you're, I think you're somewhat fortunate to be where you're at right now, and we have seen, I think, in the last month or two, a Brewers team that has sort of faltered and allowed the Cubs to jump back into this, and the Brewers are on the outside looking in at the playoff picture. So what I would
0: do— By a game and a half.
1: Yes, it is a game and a half. I can't dispute that. Is and the Cubs it? are losing right now. And the Cubs are losing as we're doing this podcast, yes. But they are out of the playoff picture. Playoffs started today, they'd be out. And I know the playoffs don't start today, they start in October, but they would be out if it's they started today. So here is what I would do. I would not make an August trade by either taking on all of the money that Justin Verlander has associated with his contract or making the Tigers pay a majority or a good portion of it. I think you've suggested in the past 20 of the 28 that's owed to him or whatever the number is per season. I think that's the number you've thrown out there in the past. And give away a big-time or at least a top-tier prospect for a guy that you have beyond this season. And what you should do is you should roll the dice with the roster that got you to the dance here, that has gotten you to this point where, as you said, you're one and a half games out. And if it doesn't work, in the offseason, you have a young roster because this was not part of the Brewers' plan. They kind of locked themselves into competing this year. The plan was to continue to retool the, the, the farm system, and in a year or two, by adding players, spending money, that they would be able to then compete So stick with the plan. Stick with where you're at right now. Go into the offseason, and if they move for a young, controllable, young controllable, not a guy that's only going to be there for two years because the Brewers are not competing for a World Series in the next two years. It's not happening. And get a young, controllable starting pitcher here in this offseason or next offseason to build your rotation around, and then use that money that you talk about to add other pieces. Because you're not going to throw 100, $200 million at a starting pitcher in the free agent market and that makes sense for your team. So what you should do is in the off-season trade for a younger, more controllable starting pitcher, maybe give up a bigger price tag in terms of prospects, but you set yourself up for longer-term success because it's going to be in that long-term when you are seriously competing for a World Series.
0: And that sounds great, but who is that pitcher? And when you look at that picture, think of the competition that you're going to have. You're going to have for Garrett Cole. You're going to have for who else? But that's why Willy you build o- up your farm system o- and Tehran. don't give it away for Justin Verlander. You don't have to give away your farm system to get Justin Verlander. It's, He's not going to cost a ton of prospects to get him.
1: If that was the case, he would have gotten moved to the deadline.
0: He would I have been moved already. The Cubs would have gotten him if, it, if the price tag wasn't so high. I don't know that the Cubs wanted to pay all that money. The Brewers are a team that can say, we'll pay all this money. And that's why I think if they can get Detroit, and again, there are hoops to jump through here. Verlander has to agree to it. The Tigers have And to I don't decide. think he goes there. The Tigers have to decide what they want to do. Do the Tigers want to get rid of money? Do they want to pay that money and get huge prospects back? If that was the case, I would say no, but I don't think anybody's going to pay that. So the Tigers have to kind of get what they can get.
1: Can I ask you this question?
0: You can try.
1: What's the urgency for the Tigers to move him between the end of the season?
0: I don't know that there is an
1: so urgency. If they're, they're not might. urgent to move him, it's going to cost Milwaukee more to get them to move him. They're not, going to have to create the urgency because the Tigers don't have to move Justin Verlander. They can move him if in you're the winter. The Tigers. If you're the Tigers, wouldn't you wait until all the other teams are trying to get better? Because if, you, if they're going to pay a good portion of Justin Verlander's contract, I, I'm telling you, the suitors would line up at the door. The
0: Astros. But what if Milwaukee says... We'll give you a middle prospect and pay $25 million a year. We'll pay the whole thing. If Milwaukee tells Detroit we'll pay the rest of his contract, doesn't Detroit have to say, we're probably not going to top this?
1: There's no risk in not waiting. The Tigers aren't a team that's strapped for cash. like They, they, they spend money however they want.
0: I think there's a different sense of urgency. There sh- should be. There's more urgency
1: be. from the Brewers' side than there is the Tigers' side. I think that's a bad thing for the Brewers.
0: I think there's more urgency from the Brewers now than there would be in the offseason.
1: Right. I, but I'm looking at this from the Tigers' perspective because it takes two to tango.
0: Yeah, I think the Tigers need to do it. I think the brewers need to do it, at least look into it and and make it as hard on the tigers as possible. I don't think it'll take a huge prospect haul to do so. I think the other, the controllable starters, while that sounds great, that's where you're going to risk a big chunk of your prospects. So it'll be interesting. It's, it's one of those things that, you know, I would probably be surprised if it happened. That doesn't mean that I don't think it's smart and that it, it shouldn't happen. So, um, We'll talk to John Heyman, see what he thinks about my idea. We'll get his thoughts on his inside baseball column this week where he went through the winners, the non-winners, the, the kind of got better, the, the stayed the same, and the one big loser from the trade deadline. All right, so we're now joined by John Heyman. John, what's going on at uh, City Field today?
2: Well, it's quite exciting. We got you, Darvish, with his Dodger debut against Jacob DeGrom. So we have a lot of celebrities in the house. Andy Colfax is here, uh, Alex Rodriguez, and a uh, host of others. Uh, very exciting at City Field.
0: Still kind of surprised A Rod never made a comeback this year. I kind of would have liked to see it. When you look, <laughs> at, when you look at Darvish, I want to get into your, your inside baseball. Who do you think? whether it's Darvish a Sonny Gray, Justin Wilson, Cantana, the Nationals bullpen, who do you think is going to be the biggest difference maker that was acquired at or near the, the deadline this year?
2: Well, I love the Sonny Gray trade because they haven't for two and a half years, not just this year, but the next two years as well. So I, I like that trade the best, but, uh, you know, Darvish uh, might make the biggest impact this year, obviously just a rental. Dodgers didn't give up as much for him as the Yankees gave up for gray, but, uh, you know, Calhoun is a very good player, uh, an excellent hitter, probably more of an American League-type player. Some people think that was the gamble, but, uh, you, know, you know, you don't get to the World Series every year, as the Dodgers have found out. You know, they've really had a very good team most years. They haven't made it since 88, and uh, I think it was very smart of them to uh, go ahead and go for it uh, and uh, not give up their top, top guys, Verdugo or Bueller. Um, I, I don't think the trade was that painful for them. As I said, I think Calhoun is really an American League player because he's definitely got the bat for a major league right right now. He's got a bat, but uh, still not sure what his position is going to be.
0: I like the Nationals' moves because I think they had the biggest area of weakness when you looked at their bullpen, and to go out and get three guys that can pitch the ninth or any high leverage inning there. Do you think maybe that was a little overlooked, what they did in their bullpen?
2: yeah maybe so. I put them in my top five in terms of winners. Uh, they didn't still get that one a one type closer. Uh, you know I, I Kinsler has done a really good job with Minnesota. Uh, he's been a very good closer for them, certainly all star caliber this year, but uh, you know he hasn't been uh, in that kind of caliber for a long, long time. I do like him. i I, I think he should be their closer. Uh, I, I think uh, Doolittle, very good lefty. Uh, I'm not sure that he's a closer. Uh, Madsen, uh, very nice pitcher. I'm not sure he's a closer at this point either. But uh, it's almost now like, because they got three good backhand guys, it's almost now like, uh, you know, we're still having a little bit of a tryout. We'll see on that. Uh, I, I would have rather seen them get a Britain, but I think it was going to be tough for them to get Britain. I, I just don't think Baltimore was going to deal Britain to Washington. Well, I think. Baltimore was willing to talk about Britain, and they would actually made a deal for Britain that was canceled with Houston uh, in terms of because of the medicals. I think it was going to be difficult for Washington to make that deal. So counting the fact that they probably were never going to get their hands on Britain, I think they did almost as well as they could have done.
0: Let's go to the Astros. They were your one big – your one loser on your list, and that was for not not only whatever happened with the Britain deal – but then not being able to pivot quick enough to get anything else. With, with the Astros, I guess, was it a mistake putting all their eggs into a Britain basket? Should they have looked other places? I, I guess when you look at their big mistake, where do they go wrong?
2: Yeah, I mean, they had to come up with something because uh, right now their pitching staff is a question mark. Obviously, uh, McCullers and, and Keuchel have had little injury concerns. and I, I say little because it. Not major, but a nagging injury can be a problem. And, uh, they need those pitchers. And I, I felt that they needed one very reliable veteran type pitcher. I thought Quintana was the perfect guy for them. The guy who always answers the bell, maybe not be a number one pitcher, but he's a solid pitcher. And with that lineup, if you have a solid pitcher, he's going to win a lot of games. So I, I thought the mistake was playing it conservatively on Quintana. And then at the deadline, um, they only came up with uh, Liriano, who I think is going to be pretty good in the pen, much better in the pen than he was in the rotation for Toronto, and uh, I think most people think that, but uh, it's an easy to pick as a loser because even their own players thought he, they were a loser, so I mean, it was public out there uh, that uh, Keuchel said uh, he was disappointed, and uh, I know a lot of other people in and around that team, and I think they were all disappointed. Uh, this is a team that has the shot to win the World Series? When you have that shot, you got to go for it, and just do conservative.
0: I think that's an area with the Astros where, where I've been critical of them in the past is not understanding maybe the the human element side of these things. Where I think they addressed it by bringing in the veteran leadership of a Brian McCann, of a Carlos Beltran, uh, even Josh Reddick this year. Do you think they maybe should have expected? There to be some some blowback from not doing anything when you look at all these other teams, as Keuchel said, every other team did something to get better and we didn't. Is that I mean, does the front office need to expect that is going to happen if you in pat?
2: Yeah, I think so. In this situation where they've been the best team in the league, but they're not a prohibitive favorite as we go forward. The Dodgers are a prohibitive favorite, and they went and got two relievers and a star starter. So I, I think they should expect that. I don't know if they care. I, I mean, Houston is stat-driven team. Um, you're right. They did add uh, McCann and Beltron and get some veteran leadership in there. So I think they conceded there is some value to that. But, uh, you know, when push comes to shove, they're just very, very conservative. You saw what their owner, uh, Jim Crane, said. Uh, that uh, some of the deals that were offered would have been catastrophic. That was the word he used, catastrophic, to their minor league system. I, I can't imagine anything that would be catastrophic. Uh, they're not sitting there with Mike Proud or Derek Keter in the minor league. They have some good players, good enough to make trades, and that's why they're getting the criticism. But uh, they need to try to win the World Series this year, in my opinion.
0: Speaking of prospects, the other or there are two other teams in your got the most help, one being the Diamondbacks, the other being the White Sox. And they got the most help in the form of prospects. Are they above the Braves yet for you in terms of top uh, farm system?
2: Yeah. yeah, I mean that's even harder to judge because we don't see these players that much. Uh, you know, obviously the White Sox and the Braves have the most in the top 100. I think it's uh, rather close uh, between those two teams. Um, you know, I think some people think some of the White Sox players—excuse <laughs> me—have more <laughs> potential, maybe, but. <laughs> They Braves players are very, very solid. <laughs> John, what did you make of the, the So it's very close.
1: John, what did you make of the Red Sox? I, I thought with the uncertainty <laughs> around David Price that they maybe should have gone out and got a starting pitcher. They did get a, a reliever in Addison Reed and they picked up an infielder
2: in Eduardo Nunez.
1: But do you think they should have gone after a starter?
2: Well, I mean I think it was written that they weren't really going to trade any more big prospects. So that being said I'm not sure that they really could have gotten a starting pitcher. I, they must feel optimistic on price. They went and filled their obvious holes, which were bullpen, uh, inning type guy with Reed, and that extra infielder with Nunez. I think uh, going up Devers was the right thing to do. It looks brilliant at this point, and not giving up Devers in trades is smart, and you got to give them credit for that. I think they could have gotten some good for Devers, but... Uh, their farm system's pretty depleted at this point. So, I mean, they would have had to wipe it out to just get a, uh, decent starter. Um, I think they're going to need David Price going forward to be okay to win. Uh, I don't think they were going to be able to make up for the loss of David Price. And I don't know they could compete with the Dodgers anyway to get Darvish and, uh, or the Yankees to get Gray. So I'm not sure the option was out there for them. I think they have to put their fingers on Price and, uh, be thankful that they filled the eighth inning, uh, well, and they filled the uh, extra infielder's spot well. Give them insurance to see if uh, Devers isn't quite as great as they think he is, and so far looks like he is.
0: Are you going to stop answering your phone for a week so you can figure this bronchitis thing out? Who? Are you going to stop answering your phone for a week so you can figure this bronchitis thing out?
2: <laughs> yes, look, I am. That's a good advice.
0: When you look at the Rangers, they were in um, your solid deadline uh section what's next for them adrian belchere said i'm not here for a rebuild i think john daniels said we're not here to give him one is, is there going to be some activity here in august are they going to be buyers again in the offseason i guess where do you see the rangers going from here
2: yeah i don't see them in a complete rebuild they did get calhoun i think he is probably major league ready as a uh, hitter right now so they need to find a spot for him uh left field is. The most obvious spot. They obviously have a second baseman. And I don't think people think Calhoun can play second. Uh, you know, they purposely got somebody who's close to the majors in the Darvish deal, and I, I think they're going to try to contend uh, next year. Now they're around 500. They aren't terrible, so it's it's within reach. It's not a crazy notion that uh, they should contend next year.
0: And then a somewhat similar team under your a little help section, the San Francisco Giants. They're not used to being 30 games back or being one of the worst teams in baseball. And you look, and there is some optimism, I guess, that they could be better next year or back to what was expected. I guess with so many unknowns, their outfield's getting older, their whole team's getting older, the Johnny Cueto opt-out, I guess same question, what's next for San Francisco?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's a terrific organization. Obviously, three World Series this decade, a pretty amazing job you got to give them credit, but they're in trouble right now. I don't think there's any other way to look at it. Uh, The Queto opt-out is not good. I mean, uh, we thought he was going to opt-out. Now he's got enough injury question where you think he probably shouldn't opt-out. So uh, that that isn't necessarily great, the way things are going. Now, Samar has been uh, better lately, and uh, I think his contract isn't that far over what it should be. It's within range, so not too bad. But obviously they've got some age physically in the outfield. Uh, Kane isn't close to what he, what he was. Uh, and Melanthan did not do it for him this year for whatever reason. Uh, and that outfield is a mess at this point. So they got a lot of questions. Uh, they already have a high payroll. They were one of those teams that did great with their players and try to keep it going and they kept it going pretty good. They're three rings. So they can't really have many regrets, but right now they, you know, they look like they're in that situation. Uh, I don't want to say it's definitely like this, but it, it looks like the Phillies at the end of their reign where they're really just a struggling team and uh, still have a big contract hanging around and trying to figure out what to do. Obviously, they've got Posey, who's still terrific, and uh, I think most of the infield is pretty good, but uh, they've got questions all over, third base, through the outfield, rotation, bullpen. i uh, got a lot of work to do at this point.
0: But other than that, it looks pretty good for San Francisco. With with seven teams in the middle, you have Baltimore, the Mets, Pittsburgh, Toronto, St. Louis, the Angels, and Minnesota. Which of those teams do you think should have been more aggressive in getting out of the middle one way or the other, either buying or selling?
2: Well, Minnesota was the funniest case that I'd seen where they were a, uh, a buyer, then a seller. Uh, they had that week where the only one who won for them was Javi Garcia and they ended up trading him. So that was uh, certainly the most unusual situation. I thought the Mets did well with their sell. I, I thought they came up with a couple of good arms for Addison Reed, who's an excellent reliever. I didn't. Quite understand why they went for Ramos. To me, they must have no chance to be in the playoffs this year. I could be proven wrong. I'm not batting a thousand, but uh, to me, Ramos to spend three million as a fill-in for uh, for Reed as a closer for now, and, and then maybe uh, set up when Familia comes back. Three million this year for a team that's not in it. Um, I, and then it'll be about nine million for arbitration. After, so it's basically 12 million and they're going to have them for one year that counts, uh, for a good reliever, but not a blow them away type reliever. So I, I didn't quite get that move. I thought they should have just been a seller. Uh, you know, I'm, I could not you could say the about the Orioles It's very weird that they ended up being a buyer completely because they didn't trade Britain. They tried to trade Britain it, it fell through. But you know what? Uh, with a similar team, they've made the playoffs in the past. So, uh, you know, I'm not going to put it past them. I, I think they have a, a small chance, unlike the Mets. I, I, I think the Mets' chances are minute at this point. The Orioles, I would say, small. A little better than minute.
1: John, with the Mets, what do you think they need to do this offseason to get themselves back to being in contention in 2018?
2: Well, I think uh, Ahmed Rosario is going to help. I don't know, don't know why it took so long to bring him up, but he's very talented and he's going to be a big plus at third base, at shortstop, excuse me, and and really give them the range that they need. Uh, obviously, they're going to need to look at second base. Uh, Walker will be a free agent this time. Um, you know, they're going to they're gonna need some help at first base. Hopefully, for them, for their sake, Dominic Smith will be ready to go. Uh, I think they may have to look at catcher. I don't know. It's not had a great year once again. Um, you know, they got questions uh, all over the place. You know, is Cabrera, is he coming back? I would tend to doubt it. What are they going to do at third base? So uh I don't think there's one thing. I think there's about five or six I can name. Uh The biggest thing is the health. So they need Harvey healthy, they need Syndergaard healthy, and they need Matts healthy and right. And if they have that, and there's uh, Grom who's been good this year, very good, uh, they should be a contender, but uh, you know that that's the number one thing for them. Other than that, they've got smaller things around the field that they need to do. Uh, but the main thing is the health and soundness of that great rotation it should be a great rotation.
0: I'm going to leave you with this. I wrote today that I think the Brewers should make a trade now for Justin Verlander. I think they should. They can absorb a ton of that contract, if not all of it. If they do that, they can give up a middle prospect and not kill their farm system. What do you think of my idea, and what do you think happens with Justin Verlander?
2: Yeah, Verlander, that's a tough one. The reason it's a tough one is not just because it's $28 million, and obviously that's a big, big hurdle right there. Uh, The other thing is that the Tigers don't want to give them away, so they need to get a big prospect back to tell their fans, you know, we've traded an iconic player, this is who we got back. So it's very difficult. I think really what needs to happen is the Tigers need to pay that down by half. If they do that, uh, and there's, right now we've got 10 to plus 50, we've got 60-something million to go, so they'd have to pay over $30 million to really make it worth their while and really have a shot to get something good for him. So I think mean, the ball's in Detroit's court. They need to pay it down big if they're going to get a decent prospect back. And so far they really haven't mother to reports so they're willing to pay something. That something isn't just enough at this point. Um, you know, Berlander, I think he'd be good for a contender, but he's having an average season, a little bit above average maybe, but not a, a great season and teams are reluctant to give up those big players, particularly for a guy making that kind of money. So you've got to do one or the other, either lower the, lower the price in terms of the prospects or pay more money. So uh, Bulls in Detroit scored on that one.
0: I do think they have to, to pick a side, but we'll let you go. Go enjoy the celebrities at Darvish Day, and we'll have you <laughs> back next week.
2: All right, good talking. Still here.
0: Any reaction from what John had to say? What was your big takeaway?
2: Uh,
1: the big takeaway for Besides me.
0: Besides the Mets need a lot of help.
1: Yeah, but we knew that. I could have done. I could have said that. Yeah. So uh, I would say the biggest thing that I was intrigued by was his his take on the fact that the Astros kind of need to go all in, that they're, they have a good farm system, but they kind of have the roster set up to, to win. And I know we talked about this on our last podcast when I said that they're still kind of trying to figure things out with their roster, and that's why they maybe didn't want to give away some of those pieces. But was there really a move out there? I mean, they would have to have been first on Quintana, right? Because that happened early. It would have to have happened really early in I the process. I said they should have
0: made that trade before the season started. But they didn't.
1: So what was available for People them in the deadline? listen
0: anymore. You're wrong on your Verlander take. It's not my fault that Detroit is wrong in what they want back for him. Okay. That's that, that, that. You, can, you can own up to that part of the take. That's fine. Um, what was your big takeaway? I thought it was interesting when he compared the Giants to the Phillies. Okay. I, I'm glad you brought this up. I'm going to pour one out for Bill Williamson here. He's not going to like to hear that.
1: Can I, can I go down uh, the historical path with you here? And you can correct me if I'm Keep wrong. You could be the fact checker. When the Phillies got bad, right, they they got rid of Hunter Pence, correct? And they traded him to the Giants? Is that how that went down? Or Astro,
0: did, He traded him to the Astros. No, didn't the Astros
1: trade him to the Phillies? Don't yes. do this to me. Yeah, the, the Astros, Astros traded him to, the to the Phillies, then the Phillies traded him to the Giants, and then the Giants signed him to an extension? Sounds about right. Could that happen with Buster Posey? No. No, you don't think they move Buster Posey at all? If no. it hits rock bottom, you don't think they try to... Extrapolate what value is left in a really good hitting catcher? No.
0: Okay, I was just asking.
1: I'm not saying they should or shouldn't. I was just asking. I have to you. say,
0: though, I appreciate you sticking to your brand and making me the smart one here by bringing that idea up. It was a good job.
1: No, it was just it was a thought. It wasn't an idea. I'm not, I, I don't think they should. But I wondered if they could.
0: I think the Nats did all right to get three guys and not. Even though they didn't get the one big one. To get three guys that are capable, I think they did all right. Uh,
1: what I think we all can agree on is what were the Orioles doing?
0: Yeah, that's, uh, that's a is good Is anybody going to want to
1: deal with the Orioles anymore? Uh, are we getting to that point where teams are going to be like, you know what, it's probably just better off if we
0: just don't? Well, no, because it's still going to – this is what people said about A.J. Preller. Oh, nobody's going to trust A.J. Preller because of the Drew Pomerantz thing. That's not – That's a one-time thing. There's a body of work with the Orioles. Right, so you know going into it but you still want their players so you try. I think I think what a GM should do period is you have plan A, B, C and D. So if plan A is Zach Britton and you're the Astros, you have to have plan B and C ready and it just we aren't inside their war room. We don't know what happened. Right. But the result shows all they got was Francisco Liriano, who I said on Tuesday I think can be good for them. Um You like that that lefty specialist role.
1: Jay Bruce just cleared waivers, by the way.
0: That's fine. Just saying, get traded to any team now. So help the Mets because they need a lot of help. So by the time we talk next on Tuesday, I'm going to assume Justin Verlander will be a Brewer. I'll take my commission. Uh, Detroit, you can thank me later. I found you a deal. Milwaukee, you're welcome. There's your starting pitcher. Go beat the Cubs and take over your game deficit now, now that you're so far out of it, according to Chris Schubert. A I don't whole, think I said that. one game out of the playoffs. Anything to add to that? No, go ahead. Just get us out of here. Alright. Uh, we'll see you next time.